You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's growing on, DGC? Coming at you from a cold, snowy Colorado. Yeah, Um, this is what I expected Colorado to be like, by the way. That whole 50 degrees in in March, or or February, I should say. Yeah, that that, that took me by surprise, pleasantly. (laughs) You know next week it's going to be 55 for a few days again. I I thought it's going to be hard on some... uh, Like, isn't that hard on plumbing or some shit? I guess that's why the important plumbing's in the ground. It buffers it, but... It's like flexing. Don't have your hoses connected, people. Anyway, yeah. dude, yeah, grow show homeowner tip or renter tip of the day. To make sure your hoses are disconnected. Up before that's for sure. Coming from Florida, I've made that mistake. You've made a lot of mistakes coming from Florida. I shouldn't say a lot. I gotta tell you, I'm not bummed out about the mistakes that I make once. You know, it's once I start repeating those mistakes, it really starts to annoy me. Yeah, furnace maintenance. What's that for? What the heck? What? It just runs till it breaks. Anyway, you know, I'll, you know I'll mess with you. So we're talking uh, before the show. What were we talking about before the show? I was cracking up about something. And I said, hey, wait a minute. Let's start the show and talk about it. But now I already forgot. Do you remember? I don't know. You know, it was, it was, I think it was me being loud. I think you told me not to be quiet. Oh, because, yeah, your mic was a little quiet. I'm like, just, just don't be too quiet. And you're like, how long have you known me, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I, I don't know if anybody's ever told me I've been too quiet. I don't know if, if I've ever been accused of that. Yeah, on the, on, the, on the phone, funny enough, self-admitting, my wife, sometimes it took me a while. It takes a while to understand different attributes of people, but I sometimes think when she'd call me during the workday, she was just mad because she was yelling at me on the phone. And it's like we were at a company party with a bunch of her coworkers around. They're like, no, no, she's a loud talker. She's a really loud talker, so you're good. You're good. Self-admittedly, she's like, yeah, I am. I am. So anyway, you just got to know people. Loud talker. Or be like on SNL where you have the uh, Will Ferrell voice. Voice. Voice voice modulator over. Like, he just talks crazy. Anyway, let's get into talking about growing cannabis. What's going on? Episode 339. Dude Grow Show. We're going to talk about all kinds of... You know, if you haven't heard what's going on in our grows, favorite feature towards the end of the show, um, yeah. what Scotty's thinking about in his brain, and we can start by giving out a couple, uh, some of our supporters, man. I wanted to mention who's been with us for a bit, Green Pad CO2, um, and definitely, if you haven't heard, because I think we did talk about it on the previous show, I use them in the Clone Dome. It's the way to roll, but we did cover it pretty good if you want to know a little bit more on episode 338, Grow Talk, where we talked about using them. Somebody wanted to know about supplemental CO2 mushrooms, CO2 bags, and all that jazz. So, But you're right, man. We need to get those just for the Nug Vault or something like that because you know putting those, uh, a green pad or just a little green pad uh, and raising the CO2 in your clone dome, 
I mean, come on. How much of a no-brainer could you do? You know, could, could you have, I should say. I mean, that's an easy one. So I love that idea. Word, word. Who you got? Get me some. Get me some, man. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, if I, if I got a shout out to somebody, I know I, ne- I always say I'm going to have them on the show and then I never come through. I'm always trying to get uh, Jake from Grow More back. I mean, what? I think he's like a real, you know, I think he's a real formulator with real honest, no, fr- no frills products, man. And uh, I like the idea that I, th- I think they cut him loose to, uh, t- to make that Mendo line, which is that, you know, a real, a lot of bang for the buck you know i think a lot of a lot of the times he's dealing with you know i know when i went to the factory pallets and pallets were just being made you know that's a huge production facility it's one of those lines a lot of people haven't heard of guys because it's big time in cali it's where they're out of and there's so many growers there that they're like hey man we're focusing on you know the further east you go of it probably gets a little less known but we see it out here in the stores in colorado and like scotty said check out when you're at dudegrows.com Use that search bar in the top right. If you put in uh, Grow More or Jake, you'll find some of the old school stuff where he came on a lot. So that's why I definitely appreciate the support he gave us. And, you know, yeah. even if you don't have their product available in your store, still uh, still going to say what's up. All right. Yeah, but it's just quality, uh, you know, uh, not a high price, not a high price point, and uh, just a real good quality nutrient. So check all those guys out, man. All, all the different offerings. They got liquids. They've got three parts, two parts, total uh, powders. And, yeah, Costa Mesa Steve is killing it. There's a lot of guys killing it with the Grow More Powders. Shit, uh, Extractor Man's killing it with the Grow More Powders. Yeah, And the definitely. Dosatron. Dosatron. I didn't know. Yeah, he's, it was he's using the powders? And he's the using, dosa- like, three Dosatrons for three different powders. Like, so those powders are, like, highly way. soluble. Like, when you mix in, they don't settle out. Like, they're really, I'm sure yeah, they are. Yeah, not only that, <laughs> those powders... I was playing with them, and when you mix them in, I had like a 55-gallon reservoir. I, I guess it's the, some nitrogen reaction or something like that, but it makes the water like iced cold. Your water goes from like 70 degrees to like 50 degrees in like 10 seconds. It's what? the strangest thing. Yeah, for real. Really? But like li- Yeah, like think about like what liquid nitrogen. That's super cold, right? Maybe there's some type of reaction there where it's, it's doing that for a split second or something. <laughs> Interesting. Well, how about executive producer? And you got to tie into what you got going on because we're talking about KDK and Nick because we're trying to get the hype. Not trying. We need us to get off our asses. Not that we're sitting on our asses, but the DGC Cup. Right. Uh, you know, uh, KDK and Nick called me yesterday, and uh, nice. they've been doing some. Yeah, they've been doing some work, and I, I think they found a location for us—a nice location in in uh, like right around Denver, like one of these bud and breakfast places. You can rent the whole place out, and uh, seems like it's a co- whole cool turnkey type of thing. So I'm I'm gonna I've got a call into them, waiting for a call back, and hopefully that's something that's hopefully that's something a, that we a, can move uh, forward with. An open terrace in the backyard where if we want to play shuffleboard or croquet. I I don't know. This was like a nice place. I think it was like up to a couple hundred people you could have there. You know, I don't know what those stipulations are and all the rules, but it's a bud and breakfast. I mean, shit, the first word in their business is bud. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, supposedly they're really cool people, so we're going to figure it out. But, yeah, we're def- definitely actively looking for a space, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to do it, man. We're going to have just, an event. We're going to have a party. took a sip of a refreshing tea, and there's one of those little last mini ice cubes in there, so I wasn't officially just eating if anybody's going to say, Scotty says, man, <laughs> it was a, not, a mini ice cube that had to go. I'm good now. <laughs> yeah. I was freshening up my I, palate. 
Yeah, that makes people super happy when you eat on the on the podcast. Absolutely, they love <laughs> yeah. it. They love it. Go so, straight anyways. to like rice cakes. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna check it out, and we should have an announcement pretty soon about uh, uh, the DGC Cup this year. Yeah, we got to figure it's out what's, what's what. I mean, I'm not I'm not thinking if we're gonna put our efforts in, into something. I want the DGC Cup to be. Um, you know, what, it, what all my, put all my eggs in that basket. I don't think really we're going to try and spread ourselves thin and have, you know, spend $2,500, $5,000 plus for a spot. If the cannabis, I don't know what's happening with the cannabis cup, honestly. It's not, I checked. I mean, I, you know, I, I would have thought about participating in the cannabis cup and trying to keep it here. I was kind of bummed that it, uh, it, it didn't show, you know, that it, it skipped us last year. It skipped Denver last year. It was canceled. And I mean, they're having one in Rhode Island. They're having them all over the country. And hey, they're going to blame. They're going to blame that. Where were they welcome? You know, the authorities were apparently putting on the pressure. So I mean, it's not. It's a two sided thing. You know, two sides to the sword, Scotty. Whoa, deal, mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. So anyway, so I guess if they're not going to have an event, we'll have one. I'm happy to have one. But it, it did make me sad. You know, we do those stories on Twix sometimes about, you know. The California or this place or that place being the new cannabis capital. And, I mean, if you're not welcoming the cannabis events, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to lose cannabis tourism, that's for sure. I can tell you that, Denver. All right. So, moving on up. No, nope, moving on down. <laughs> I'm just thinking, maybe they don't want cannabis tourism. I could see that. No, they do. They want everything. Just got to right. keep it all regulated. Make sure people making some monies. And nobody yeah. gets hurt. I like money. Money. Everybody like the money, right? I mean, cannabis hey, tourism is cool? keeping people safer, dude. They go get in all these buses, drive around in buses, get high as hell, go to restaurants that are welcoming them high as hell and never have any issues, then go tour a dispensary. And the whole time, they never get in their car that day, and they probably get dropped back off at, like, a mass transit meeting point or some shit. So that's cool as hell. What's I think up? it's cool as hell. I think it's absolutely cool as hell, but... You know, I ain't making the laws. Okay, I agree. <laughs> I hey, think it would work if you did, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think anything would work if I made the laws. All right. There go, would be none. Where are you going? What are you saying? I was going to shout out to Hey Peterman. There you go. I said it. The dude doesn't like when I use the word shout out. <laughs> well, shout out that only Scott counts as out. one. <laughs> hey Peterman, but what's up? He built like a DIY like tumble trimmer. And it was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't that hard. Like a um, handheld rotating spin thing? or Yeah, it was like just you used like simple netting. You know, he just got some, you know, on the internet you can get the right kind of netting. And he made this little barrel type of thing. And he, it spins around very simply. And I can't tell you the, you know, the, uh, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It looks like it's almost like into a, you said uh, the budget's sixty dollars, man. Yeah, it's it's simple. This thing's really simple. I mean, is it going to be like uh, you know something perfect for you know? It's not going to rival a hand trim, but I don't know. I thought it was interesting. This is exactly what I want to have put in the grow hack section. So uh, kind of cool. He's got a video of it in here working. So yeah, I know this guy. This guy is actually is from uh, from Colorado. I've I've met Hey Peterman before, and he's a pretty cool guy. He goes down to the workshop and and invents, and this is pretty cool. Yeah, it's one of those things. Even if it gives you, oh, he's got pictures here of what he trimmed with it too. 
Interesting. Yeah. I mean, if I had some, I don't know if I'd use to do it for my prized indoor, but if I had a bunch of outdoor I had to roll through or something, I don't know. I'm glad I know this. You know, I don't know. I'm really going to run out and build one, but I'm glad I know this. Well, I would like to tell you as we test out Dude Grow Show corporate organization that you'd find that being sticky. at the. It's at the top of Grow Hacks. I like it. So if you guys want to find it, dudegrows.com, you click on the growing tab and there's a section called Grow Hacks. Go there and you'll see this. Oh, you mean Slim Fast Grow Hacks? Is that what you mean? Sponsored by Slim Fast Shakes. That would be corporate, bro. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Go over and check out the Grow Hacks section. One thing with the Grow Hacks that I've wanted to use uh, that I still haven't done just because I'm surely just oversight laziness is somebody had a cool one. I pour, I mix up my nutrient solution in five gallon buckets, and then I pour out of that five gallon bucket into a two gallon watering can. And then, you know, you got to have the perfect pour. It's hard not to get a little bit of runoff. So you take a heat gun and you heat up the side of that five-gallon bucket at the top and then just take a little piece of bamboo or whatever and you make a spout. You just bend a little spout and it works freaking awesome. Somewhere probably in our grow hack section, but just thought I'd let you know. Okay. I forgot. I forgot to listen to the beginning part of that. Not many people have heat guns, I guess, though. So anyway, don't worry about it, Scotty. Everybody else heard it. <laughs> you want to look at some dank nugs, brother? Yeah, one more thing before we get into what's growing on. Come on, man. Let's do a little Bud McLovin. I'm proud of Bud McLovin. Oh, the German buddy, eh? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, man, he grew his own. He's, he's he, I think, one, I don't know if it was a post or whatever, but he's just talking about how he's love. Oh, he's on DG's, uh, Google Plus group. Just talking about how he loves smoking his own. You know, he grew his own and. I think someone maybe the first harvest. I think he did. I think he had pretty a, looking a small flower, Bud McLovin. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful flower. I mean, this is great. And I seen uh, you know, our buddy Bruce Banner came down with something absolutely beautiful for his first grow. I'm like, wow. So I mean, you can really hit the ground running with the with the the help of the crew. A little bit of good information, good equipment out there, good nutrients out there. I can it's see those trikes in there, man. I think he used a closet case from Spectrum King, I believe. Oh, yeah? I'm pretty sure oh, he did. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure uh, Brendan shipped one on over to Germany. Pretty cool. Pretty All right, man. Cool. cool. If you guys want to do that, again, dudegrows.com. Just go over to the nugs, and you'll see the dank nugs. Give them up. What are you giving? 100, 100, uh, 100 uh, nugs for the tank nugs. No, you know what? I think uh, I think Pothead Assistant is given a thousand. If you're mentioned Whoa. on the air you know, or whatever this is That's on the like podcast, a dollar or how much is that? That's like ten dollars, man. Holy That's like ten dollars to go over and spend over at the at the nug vault. Okay. A thousand nug offering susceptible to to management's decision to change at any point in time. It's <laughs> a lot of monies, man. People start hacking that shit. All right. Let's nice, see. Yo, if you guys don't know, nugs are uh, over to be spent in the vault. The vault was uh, always going to be having different types of gear put into it. I have stuff to add. Uh, we're going to keep working on it here. You're going to see a bit of changes in the good way through January. And pimping that vault out, because one thing we want to do when we work with some new people or another nutrient company or you know uh, uh, the 420 chef, etc., sometimes they might just offer up some gear, because we like to barter and trade too, and give us like some newts or the butter-making machine, whatever. And we want to put all that shit in the vault for the crew. So should Absolutely. work out. Should yeah, work just- out. I just talked to, uh, actually, Remo Nutrients contacted me. They're going to send me over some nudes, so there you go. 
he can only be part of our crew if he comes to the uh, the DGC Cup. Make sure you tell him that. <laughs> He's got to bring that bag. I was uh, was I was checking out that burner. Burner did a uh, we did a DGC video breakdown and watching burner in LA. And he goes over to visit one of these dispensaries. Actually, it was a big grow. And they're like, "Yo, weigh burner out a pound." And they go, "Real friends give each other a pound." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Well, man, before we get into what you got growing on, let's take a break, guys, real quick. I don't know. Shiz. No, we can do a little what's growing on. We haven't been talking that long. Deal. Deal. Hey, did you hear anything else? Did you hear anything about Franco from uh, from Greenhouse? I mean, I, I just heard that he passed. I didn't, you know, I didn't get any more information about it. No, other than what deep you deep talked about, about on Monday. It. Like, you informed me more than, because I didn't know, what, other than he's associated with Greenhouse Seeds and the the series. Um, so... Ooh. Strain hot yeah. dogs, but yeah, I didn't know anything else. I didn't hear anything else other than that sucks. Yeah, me, yeah, me neither, man. I just know, I, like I said, I've for one, I was just uh, reading like Reddit comments and whatnot and whatnot, but said he was in Africa and said he was working on some malaria project, and it's just just a bummer. So I just wanted to to bring it up and, and you know pay my respects to a cool guy that was living his life's passion that involved cannabis or uh, made it involve cannabis. And I really do think guys like that did a lot for the movement. You know, I think when when you look at cannabis and see these, you know, a, a passionate collector like that, he's more like you know, he's almost like the what's that guy's name? Gary Vaynerchuk was this guy that you know took his parents' wine store. They had like a wine store, and he was just real passionate about wine. And he ended up making and business, but he ended up making it into like oh, you know, a twelve million dollar a year wine store or something like that. You know, there's a, and there's a guy like the Franco is like the stoner version of that man. You know where he's you know just really. <laughs> You know, really passionate about you know cannabis and the genetics, and just the, the not even just the dankest. You know, I know people were like, "Oh, you know, it wasn't that dank? I got shit from their seed company. It wasn't that dank?" I don't think he was about that. I think he was about just tracing the, the genetic lineage. How are you, you know, ever going to judge the dankest, man? It's impossible. I mean, to a degree, uh, you can't. Everybody's about just like when you do a a calendar of like hot women. You know, yeah, it, no, that, but it can be a, bullshit, very, though. Some things can be bullshit. Everybody has a different attraction in life, you know. I guess you could say, you know, general. I've seen it's basically Let's talk about you seed have, companies, though, not women, though, because seed companies you can get bunk shit, shit that ain't what it's supposed to be. I'm not saying that's the case. No, I hear you, I'm but you can't that. judge it visually either, where um, because you said like the dankest, not only the dankest stuff, where how it, what, it visually yeah. looks. No, but what what I mean by that is I don't think that was his obsession. He wasn't trying to cross and back cross and this and that to to make the 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 crazy dankest Franco genetics. I I think what they were doing was collecting and sharing, uh, you know, what they found throughout the world. You know, it's a bit different. You know, almost giving it a raw starting ingredients, the raw elements. All right, I hear you. I feel you. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people are you know really trying to re-engineer the plant. I'm already, I'm sorry, I went ahead to uh, who, what, when, where meetup page because they haven't even heard of this now by Dirtman Dan. Yeah, man, yeah. It's all DGC good. Fan. Yeah, here, let me read this <laughs> real quick here. Who sure. Titled Who, What, When, and Where, posted by Dirtman Dan or DMD. Uh, DGC family, <laughs> okay. I need your help, kind of. LOL or <laughs> so I have a friend of Are a you, friend. Is that you laughing out loud? Yes. Is that what that was? <laughs> Whom lives in Denver, but I live on the East Coast. 
me and the wife and a few buds were going to plan a trip out. I've never been to Denver, and neither has anyone else. Our buddy has moved there only a few years ago. So my question is this. If we were to come to Denver, when should I come? Where should I go? Who can I meet? What sort of stuff can we do? Help a brother out. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, let's talk about it, man. If a stoner stoner coming to Denver, first off, what I wanted to say was that, man, we should do like a DGC meetups type of thing. Um, That would be useful, no? I'd love it. if I was going out, some, you know, traveling someplace. Yo, I'm going to be in Florida this time. Let's meet up. You know, I'm going to be here. Let's meet up. I think that'd be kind of cool. Anybody got any ideas for it? Yeah, because we're done booked up with time for a little bit. <laughs> what do you I mean like, by that? Oh, just like creating. Uh, I like what, something associated with the site you're thinking or what? Yeah, I don't know. A page or maybe we just do a, a spot on the Google Plus group. Maybe it'd be easy enough just to, to make a, a different category on the Google Plus group. But I'm just, uh, yeah, I'd love, love to hear some ideas sure. about it. I'm a, I'm a macro idea guy, okay? I'm not a micro idea guy. I no, I like that. It. Trying to figure out where you're going and seeing. I've, I've definitely thought about different places. I'm traveling in the, in the future, like I've mentioned a couple times. Don't have it locked down. Going to Hawaii. I know there's a few people, uh, a few of the DGC out there and whatnot. So it is yeah, nice to nice. know where people, yeah, sure you know, be. on whatnot. But he says, okay, uh, when should I come? I mean, it depends on what you'd like to do, man. If you are chilling and you know do you like summer or winter or fall or spring you uh, know dude's going deep bro dude's so, going deep a lot I of the seasons it. are pretty pretty uh extremely changing here a lot but you know that's one fact that's the main factor i guess in it in it for i would me. come in the summer if you can because it, you know the winter it's it, there's a pretty much it's everything really is does slow down if there's a lot of snow on the ground and uh, yeah, unless you enjoy winter activities i agree yeah, and I mean, it's really, ja- you know, it's very busy in the winter. If you go to the Breckenridge Resort, it's expensive and busy, and it's not everybody's cup of tea. Coming in the summer, shit, you can just drive up, you know, to a, you know, a, a, a reservoir or a hill or something like that and be like, holy shit, this is beautiful. You know, go get a $10 gram at the recreational dispensary, and uh, yeah, it's, it's really enjoyable. So, I don't know, I, what do you think, Denver? Go to Denver proper? I, I think so, man. Yeah, it's Denver's kind of the epicenter of all of it. Go check yeah, it out. I just split your time if you want to. I mean, if you like going up in the mountains, like Scotty's saying, spend a little bit of time urban and go up to like uh, Winter Park's pretty chill in the summertime. Uh, they have during the uh, season that they're open for mountain biking a lift that you can just pay to get on the lift and, you know, take a ride up to the top, walk around, eat lunch up at the top of the mountain, chill out. Like the, the summer resorts are a bit cheaper in the summer and fun to be high up there. Just be careful being high while you're high at altitude. <laughs> You know? I mean, the fact that that every that you can just go to there, you know, all around the city, there's recreational uh, dispensaries that that will just sell you joints or eighths or whatever, and fairly reasonable prices now. Uh, it kind of makes the whole city a lot more fun. You know, run around and and just go check out dispensaries, go on a dispensary tour. You know, there you go. I could do that for three days. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, as far as glass can- blowers, there's a lot of culture. As far as who you can meet, fellow DGC or whatever, I mean, yeah, we got to get something going. We don't have anything organized typically where I think the Google Plus group would be a great home for that. Um, and just going to get over on there and figure it out. Did we have any comments on here? Somebody's like, hey, you can sleep at my house or something? I don't know about that. I think we <laughs> be a little more careful than that. But uh, 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 So yeah, I'll re- check out Undershade said, we'd love to, hear, to have you in the Mile High City. There's all kinds of shit to do here. I'd come in mid-spring or early summer if uh-huh. you like 
if you like cannabis, there's tons of that everywhere. <laughs> there's Red Rocks, Denver's uh, Natural Science Museum, the Denver Mint, tons of restaurants, usually with microbreweries in them. This is true. Some really nice grow stores. Uh, he goes, <clears throat> cough, a way to grow. And oh yeah, the natural beauty of the Rocky Mountains. So Colorado is the best place I've lived or visited as far as people to meet. This is the home of the DGC, baby. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And there's, you know, just coming out here, just with the addition of recreational cannabis makes the whole damn city a lot more fun, like triple the fun. Yo, Dean R chimed in too. Thanks, Dean R. I haven't seen you on here in a bit. Hell yeah. Uh, so, moving, moving. I, can't, I don't know why I got moving on up in my. Is that the hey, Jeffersons? That is the Jeffersons. I've seen they start playing them. I, I put them on my TiVo. Blip, 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 got the season's pass. Man, the Jeffersons and Sanford and Son. They're messing with me. All right, let's take a quick break, come back, <laughs> get back into what you or I might have growing on. Deal. And we'll be back, guys, in just a minute. Check it all out at dudegrows.com, episode 339. If you want to see any of these questions or things we're talking about, comment on the, the links, etc. They tried to take away my recharge, and I said no, no, no. Yes, I grow the day. That's just like money in the bank. I'm in the know. Oh, oh. Come on and do yourself a favor and grow some dangness that you can savor. Cause I'm growing top shelf with recharge. The proof is in the smoke. Oh, oh. Recharge is a natural soil conditioner that takes the guesswork out of growing. The secret is in the biology. Recharge loads your soil up with organic beneficials that store and deliver nutrients to the plant as needed. In traditional or organic gardening, Recharge makes growing amazing quality simple. I got the time to buy seven bottles when one's just five. Why you try to take my Recharge when you can get your own one? DGC start rolling that shit up Cause we bout to blaze out this party Oh my look how high Dude's lighting up with his beeline Dr. J is rolling up quad papers With all the strains we smoking later Scotty's on some micro trip Working up next level shit And then we stop and light one The crew shows up, can I get some? If you wanna smoke on these trees You gotta kick it with the DGC In the car we gonna burn Sour D's Hop in, you gotta be 18 And when the party gets back to the crib More dabs as I show them how I live And yeah, and you know the dank have flavor Cause only one day later You got dude playing on the phone Dude grows playing on the phone Dude grows playing in the phone Recharge it up as your ringtone Cause one day You got dude playing on the phone Dude grows playing on the phone on your smartphone roll up your own do grosses on your smartphone roll up your own do grosses on your smartphone roll up your own do grosses on your smartphone let's go pick some strands for later bust that new shit for our favor leave your wallet we'll do a trailer like that shit and then we'll fade out tell you that dank ain't a thing to me we burn all night cause we rolling up trees so do yourself a favor download the show for later you got do grows on your smartphone. Do grows to get the dang on. 
two girls on the smartphone. smartphone. Two girls will go your best friend. You got two girls on your smartphone. Two girls to get the dang on. Two girls on the smartphone. Two girls will go your best friend. Okay, okay. We're back. Not How you doing, like, dude? Who's that Did other you get homie? Coffee? Okay. Probably wasn't <laughs> little, a good little invitation. Little there jump. we go. There we go. <laughs> Turn down for what, bitches? Right, Hell see. yeah, man. All right, so we getting into it or what? Yeah, you started talking about New Year's resolutions here. That's right, man. My New Year's resolution is to, to learn a little bit more, a lot more about organics and to, to learn what the fuck no-till is. So I started, uh, actually started following, uh, let's see, who did I do? Brown Guy 420, who's a real interesting guy who seems like he asked the same questions that I'm asking a couple years before me. Uh, Minnesota Nice, who was that, uh, uh, was that Mendo Dope when I interviewed yeah. him? That guy's got a lot of interesting things he's doing. I don't, you know, like you said, he's going to the grocery store, not the not the grow store to buy his, uh, you know, what he needs to grow his plants. So pretty cool stuff. Elaine Ingham is a, a lot of theory there, a lot of, you know, microbe theory. I'm trying to watch her shit, but it is really boring. I got to be really brutally honest there. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's tough. I tried to just turn off the TV anytime I wanted to turn on the TV and just usually end up flipping the channels for like two hours and not finding anything to watch. So uh, just turn it on to YouTube and learning something instead. But man, I tell you, there's something about editing. You know, and there's just something I miss about like YouTube is great content, but it's completely unedited. So like you got to like that Minnesota nice video. It's 50 minutes long. It's great information in there, but you got to sit down and watch 22 minutes of them smoking different joints. You know, before they tell you anything, they're going to smoke. It's like, okay, so I don't know, man, we need an editor for YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I've, I've been trying to play around with the the idea of doing these DGC video breakdowns, where I go and I find some of the highlighted points, some of the best points, and and put some uh, what are they time stamped YouTube links, so you jump right to it and just n- narrate in those videos. I got a couple of those. I have uh, they're not done yet, but uh, I'm working on them. So I'm working on my own editing process for the DGC. I like it. Sounds like an app you could create or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that uh, what's that thing called? The, the Google Assistant will be doing it soon. Check out 16 minutes and 42 seconds for the real straight dirt. <laughs> no, but there, there's some pretty good stuff over there, man. Like that Minnesota nice guy he grows these cover crops, and there's got to be something about. Like I was even listening to uh, from from Tree to Shining Tree last night, which is that. Uh, What's that show called again? The one we like on NPR. What's that show called? Um, there's a few. There's and Radio Lab. There's This Radio American Lab. Life. That's the one. That's the one. Radio Lab. So they had they interviewed this. Uh, it was like a forestry person or something, and they were just talking about just this huge collection of how all the trees are 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 all connected by this mice, mycelium. Am I, do I say that correctly? But, mycelium. You know, mycelium yeah by this big fungal mat basically and they all feed each other they all share food they actually took radiation put it in one of the plants just to see where it was going to go if it was going to stay in the foliage canopy i think they foliared radiation on the plant and then they saw it go down into the root into not the root system well yeah into their root system but then into the myco root system the fungal root system and all throughout the forest and it just got shared throughout the all 
throughout the entire forest. And it's just really interesting when, when they were looking at it, when they were looking at the, these uh, mycelium, they would see that there were these little tubes. They weren't, you know, you look at them as like little strands, but they're really tubes. And, you know, nutrient can go through there. Uh, it was just pretty, it was really amazing, actually. And so you start thinking about that, and then you start thinking about no-till, and no wonder no-till works. It's kind of the same concept where you've got these these tubes that are going, you know, you've got this big mound of dirt, and you've got this fungal network, these hyphae all, all throughout it that are, you know, they commu- the plants communicate. We've heard that they communicate through the hyphae, but they uh, also move nutrients around. They move nutrition and I thought and about the around. no-till a little more, too. I mean, what, and people can tell me whatever if I'm wrong, but so no-till works great outdoors because there's a down season, I guess not all the time, but usually crop rotation or there's a winter or a field, maybe get some downtime to let the microbes and cover crop do their things. Um, I don't know if you need a downtime. I appreciate, I know what you're saying there, but maybe it's just uh, different spots. Maybe like I was thinking about what you were asking, how you were asking about what happens to the old roots. Maybe you just plant in a different spot. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking that no-till. If I'm going to do no-till, I'm going to make myself plant in a different spot. I got a 20-gallon smart pot that's a root mass. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Don't know that I'm going to do no-till in a 20-gallon smart pot. I think I'm going to go do it in raised well, beds. Well, that's what Mister Nice is doing. 15 mm-hmm. gal pots. Yep, you're right. I'm, you got to have it go exactly like I, 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 and I'm no professional in this arena, but you got to have it go from like pull. I picture pulling your root ball or just pulling the whole thing out of the container. By the stalk, we've all held, like, you know, you can have your, just cut off your plant, and you can pull out your root mass and shit when it's all dry when you're done. Um, and having that go into, like, a rotation of another area or pile. Wait, or, you're saying pull it out, though? Because if you pull it out, then you're disturbing all the... Then you're the, tilling. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think if you, that's what I'm saying. You just, we've seen those, you know, 100-gallon or 200-gallon smart pots. Maybe there's something there. I'm going to build a, a raised bed that's really high so that I can get a tremendous volume so I can get some kind of a, a benefit from that whole network. I want to try to grow a net of, of, of mycelium that's huge. You know, I think that's how no-till's got to work. I don't see how it's going to work in a 10-gallon or a 15-gallon pot. I mean, I see how they're doing it, but true no-till I, I, I really think it, you wouldn't want to till it. You know, I think he's saying that he goes Dude, over true no till, it apart. I'm lining my walls of my four foot wide by 13 foot long, 12 foot long bloom room with like pond liner. And like when I open the door, like worms and soil are going to fall out. And Minnesota <laughs> and, Nice has got worms in his, in his soil. Absolutely. And that helps. Yeah, I'm sure the soil, soil, the more aggressive... Um, I don't want to say decomposers, but active organisms processing your soil and all that. You want, maybe you don't get as root bound and whatnot, but it's hard for me to envision uh, the container uh, gardening with it. But I'm gonna learn more. I'm gonna learn more. Yeah. Anyway, really interesting stuff. I actually am in the middle of making a DGC video breakdown for the Minnesota Nice video, so be on the lookout for that. I made one for the burner video, which is more of like a LA touristy kind of thing. But it was interesting. Saw a lot of great weed in it. Um, and I haven't watched any Elaine Ingham videos yet <laughs> because I'll keep on putting her on the watch later list. But yeah, just really interested in it. Oh, I also wanted to say that I think what I'm going to do is when I'm watching these guys, just as I'm doing it, I'm going to put them up. Um, I asked, uh, uh, 
shit, Bruce Banner. What the hell are we calling him this week? <laughs> I asked Bruce Banner to make us a featured growers uh, area that we can put uh, over on dudegrows.com. Uh-huh. That, we can, that we can put, uh, you know, anyone that I'm checking out. If I'm checking out Brown Guy 420, let's put him up in the featured growers area. You know, if I'm checking out Minnesota Nice, there you go. We can, we can put some notes and, and uh, I'll start learning together through the comment section. I just really think there's something there. All of us communicating and, and sharing our experiences through that comment section. At the end of it, it's, all, it's always there for us to look at and review. Easy to check out. I just really think there's some value there as far as expanding. I'm saying, who? shit, who was it, man? Godfather Kush 505. I hope I got that right. I hope I'm not messing it up. But um, somebody was in the Google Plus group, and they were checking. They were kind of showing all the books that they had listened to, on, you know, the Audible books. They were, like, just knocking them down. And I was talking to them, saying it is so much fun to accumulate knowledge and to learn something and to, you know, to go to bed at night with something new to think about. It isn't given to you by the fucking television. <laughs> you know? Something amazing. Something about microbes or the way plants grow or something, you know, understanding Yeah, but the only life. time... See, you got to have your variety, too, of course. I mean, s- sometimes there is that, you know, going to watch... I mentioned the last show, you know, I watched this show, Shameless, um, which is a series about just crazy shit that's mindless. Mindless is hell, and it's about people that do crazy shit that make me feel I'm an angel. <laughs> is that what that show I can't imagine I, my wife watches that show and it just seems like running around following a bunch of scumbags I'm like why would you watch that pretty much but once or twice a week when I don't even want to think about it, I hear you like Mike dude I'm, you know what I'm gonna do tonight I'm gonna go to bed and I'm gonna look at uh, you know this high times or I'm gonna see what's up over in maybe skunk magazine or I gotta have my my variety in my brain I'm not I'm passionate about growing and everything but my brain's got to have a break in thinking about all the same shit or it's going to be just going to get kind of boring to it, if you will. Couldn't agree with you more. You know, actually, that's why I watch that silly show, which isn't that silly. Some people, you've seen it, uh, Gas Monkey Garage. I catch it like once a month. But when I do, I'm like, you just this like is cool hair. because this part of my brain never really thinks about this much shit. But I am interested in cool cars and mechanical shit, you know. Be like old cokehead Tim Allen or whatever he did, grunted. You know, <laughs> you're mean, man. You're mean. Golly. <laughs> God, I had to go there naturally. I didn't try. Interesting. He really did uh, do a number with that scene. Anyway. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Hey, I, I actually went to a dispensary recently. What the hell was it called? Oh, man. Helping Hands Dispensary I went to. Uh, that's where, where I was Monday. And I went down there to get some some different strains, man. My, my buddy, uh, Mr. Bruce Banner himself, is kind of a... He's, he's new at this, but it seems like he's been waiting in the wings for a while, and he's kind of a strain geek. He knows his shit. So we went down there to collect a, a few different strains. He's really into this Sanjay Gupta Kush, and it's this male that they keep on crossing with a bunch of different... Uh, it's like a male that kind of... It's a real strong uh, male that's pretty disease-resistant. It's got some good characteristics to it, and then it seems to take on the traits of the, of the females that they cross it with. It's not too dominant. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes some really cool uh, crosses. So uh, we went out and got a cross with a Komodo dragon, which is a really amazing chem, a chem dog pheno that they uh, crossed with the Sanjay Gupta. So I'm pretty psyched about that. Um, I got her, uh, Hibiscus Sunrise, which I actually pulled that one up. I really don't know much about that. Let me take a look really quick. 
Hibiscus Sunrise. Yeah, Hibiscus Sunrise, a dreamy cross. These guys are Hawaiian. They're the the owners of the dispensary uh, are from Hawaii, from Maui. So that's in they, Fort Collins. Uh, no, this one's in Denver. Uh, I'm sorry, not Denver. This one's actually on Pearl Street. Right in, if you come, you can go visit these guys. It's right uh, Boulder. in Boulder. Yep, right in Boulder, which is Pearl Street's like the Sweet. you know super touristy city center. And you could walk right by this place without seeing it. <laughs> you know, it's about six foot wide, the entrances. It's kind of funny how they do that to dispensaries. You know, they make them be all low profile and everything. Anyways, Hibiscus Sunrise, a dreamy cross of two of our nicest proprietary strains, Hawaiian Sunrise and Gupta Kush. Okay, so a Hawaiian Sunrise, a proprietary cross of Urkel by Urkel by Trainwreck. So that should be, it should be interesting. That's uh, Okay, so known for giving users a clear high with heightened sense of clarity, color, awareness, while still being relaxed to the mind and body. Beautiful citrusy aromas with heavy, almost tangerine flavor. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Okay, so that one sounds all really good, right? It sounds really delicious, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Sounds like <laughs> so, a dessert. So I don't know what kind of psychology, but by the way, shout out to Luis, who I'm going to try to get on the show. Uh, really cool bud tender over there that really knew his stuff. He's definitely a grower, knew, knew his strains, and knew all about the lineage. So he starts telling me about this. He, he, it was Hercules is what they named it, but he goes, I got to be honest, man, and... and, and uh, um, Maui, we would get this this bud every now and again, and it just had the weirdest fucking smell. And we called it the poo poo bud. <laughs> and I was like, huh? He goes, yep. We called it the poo poo bud, and it just had a very weird smell, man. He goes, it smelled like shit. He goes, but it was so frosty and amazing, and it got you so fucking high, man, that everybody always wanted the poo poo bud. And uh, somebody, you know, whatever, they had a bunch of seeds, they were popping them, and uh, this Hercules one, or whatever the heck they crossed it with, <laughs> he goes, man, that's the poo-poo bud, man, that's it. So it's kind of funny, so I bought it just to see what the fuck, I'll play around with it. That reminds me, man, uh, Undershade, man, Undershade hooked me up with this container, I believe it was green, and I think it's abusive OG. But I think so far I've only tried it after I've been like having some IPAs and getting a little bit of uh, my beer buzz going on. So that's not a true way to test cannabis as far as like a flavor profile and high. Um, but that's abusive OG because this one's Rugburn OG is what it's crossed with. It's kind of funny you say that. I wonder if there's some stinky OGs out there. I know. He's just like, get back to me on that. So I am in the testing process still under shade. But last time I had it, uh, actually... I was just chilling. It was, uh, you know, during the day, and I was like, "Ooh, there might be something with the way that thing tastes." I'm not sure, so could be right. I will check it out. I will check it out and report back. Yeah, like G13 used to have this weird musty smell. Like it wasn't. I mean, it was good. It was amazing, but it wasn't necessarily like. I don't know. It wasn't a delicious smell. It didn't smell like you know uh, Chanel Number no. Five or something. It was a weird musty kind of. I don't know. It was, you know, so I, I just—it doesn't have to be floral or fruity to, to be good. It can have a weird smell to it. So I just wonder. Well, I got to—I got to bring up that the next two lines here in the show format have yeah. the word edible and vaginal in them. They do. Yeah. So like, what the <laughs> hell is going was? on, man? You know, I've just seen some weird shit at the dispensary. So is it just help enhance dispensary? It's in Boulder. So, oh man, I thought you were gonna like tell me one of those stories. You know, like when you're in 
seventh or eighth grade and you actually are like you'd have a sleepover with your guy friends and you talked about what what you, what you did to all your girlfriends wouldn't that be so weird if you did yeah. that have you ever thought about that shit anymore probably not but like as adults if like you're hanging out and like me and you are like bowling or doing it's like dude let me tell you what i did to my wife last night <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that would be a little weird exactly but you used to talk we, about it seventh grade here because you were breaking new ground you know Anyway, <laughs> well, these guys that had been at this dispensary were, or at least some one of the manufacturers there was breaking new ground with. They had vaginal suppositories for, you know, made out of cannabis, and you know, I think one of them was like CBD, which I guess it was just a way to get absorbed, and then another one was just like was for pleasure. I found that no, I, I could tell you for the people that didn't hear it on whatever episode I talked about it, the Herbal Cure, I was hanging out there, and there's a couple lady bud tenders hanging, and I was like, really? Vaginal suppositories? And like, hey, that's no joke, man. That really can help for, you know, a little bit of uh, PMS, I believe is what it's called. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That is what it's called, by the way. Sorry, I haven't, I've been a pretty lucky guy <laughs> in that realm, so, but... Don't get me wrong. This you haven't had PMS, you lucky. Yes, guy. exactly. <laughs> but and they mentioned also the uh, the uh, they had a, to- a topical like I forgot the name of the damn company, but they make a topical lube that is for and the dude I think I was a guy telling me about it and he's like I think she she enjoyed it more than I did, not in any type of bad way, but it was more receptive. Um, which probably makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, what is it gonna do? I don't understand. Get get my dick high? I don't get it. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, it, it, like I said, I, I'm thinking uh, the female genitalia area is probably more receptive to getting a topical or an oil into their system quicker, or to feel a response. Okay, I mean that does make sense. You know, so to, to be very like seventh grade scientifically talking about it <laughs> hold on unscientific hold, mind hold on here? for the live show let me pull up my uh i have a poster visual here anyway <laughs> we don't have a live show today guys by the way sorry about that but anyway so, i don't think we ever had a live show. shit sorry video show live and video, video. yes <laughs> one means you can see us and the other one means it's happening right now the guy we paid to hold the satellite up on top of the way to grow got too cold man it is not and not nasty but it's just a classic white white day i mean it's shit it must be six inches of snow out why gotta be so racialist man classic white white day huh (laughs) oh man you're busting my chops today all right what else you get there man you got the edible you got the vaginal out of the way and i had edibles um edible what i got you i I got you what is your dose of uh, of edible what do you do when you go to the store? Do you get a hundred milligram? You get a two hundred milligram? You buying the five hundred milligram incredible bar, whatever it is? What are you getting? Uh, to be honest, I have. I always want you to be honest with me, dude. Always. I don't, man. If I, if I've bought an edible once, it's probably only once. I don't remember what I bought. I've not bought any edibles from the store. Uh, been doing usually my own thing or somebody's making some butter or recently i've talked about i've got my coconut oil going on which i've really enjoyed um but i have not bought any edibles lately from the store gotcha you know i'll go there when i go to pick up you know go to a dispensary or something like that i was there picking up seeds 
usually I'll see something interesting. I love cannabis. So when I see, uh, you know, those, I think uh, Dean R. actually clued me into the 500 milligram. I can't remember. I thought it was called an Incredible or something. I can't remember. It's a 500 milligram uh, candy bar. And, but I'm scared shitless of them. You know, I'm not going to eat a 500 milligram bar. So I saw this 350 milligram uh, brownie type thing. So I bought a few of those and I figured I would try okay. them. I, I didn't figure I could get even close to eating the whole thing. But I think next time I'm going to eat the whole goddamn thing. You know, I had a great time. I ate half of it. Had an absolute great time aside from the terrible cotton mouth that I got. Uh, yeah, it was just a real good buzz or just a really good feeling, a good body high. Um, had a great night's sleep, woke up really refreshed and relaxed. Um, so yeah, I really starting to dig these edibles. I think they got the dosing down, but I was kind of surprised that I could take 175 milligrams and still act pretty normal. And that it's quite a bit, man. I, I thought so. I thought that was considered like a lot and all that you take a whole thing. No, no, it was a 350 milligram bar. So I took 175 milligrams. So I split it in half. And I was high, but I wasn't, you know, wasn't really that high. I mean, I wasn't crazy high. Okay. okay. High enough to do decent on Xbox. <laughs> that's, the, that's the review. It's, high, it, it, it's perfect for <laughs> Xbox. No, nah, I was just wondering what, be, you know, I mean, it, it just, to me, I was surprised that I wasn't more whacked. You know, I would think 175 milligrams of cannabis, I should be really whacked. I remember taking a, I think it was like a 275 milligram. They called them stingers back in the day. And that thing got me. I remember we were supposed all supposed to go out for a business engagement and go out go out to dinner somewhere. We were way too whacked. It was a mess. Where was that back in the day? That was that was at uh, some Brazilian steakhouse with with all the uh, uh, guys from way I don't know three four years ago. All the, all the boys, the original the original boys, man. That was a mess. I got you. So you bought them like medically. I was curious how you came to the. Uh you know, the, the the exact milligram per serving and all that jazz if it was some type of homemade stuff, so. Yeah, 2009, 2010, right around that time. Yeah, fair enough. I'd prefer to that do... Doesn't, that doesn't count as back in the day? <laughs> most of my edibles... No, not I wouldn't say at home, but if there's unknown territory, I'll go at home. Deal, man. All right, dude, so I see, so you, see you got something, man. So what, a peanut butter cup? What, what, come on, <laughs> tell me. I like the analogy, um, being as how we roll sometimes on the show. I think I might have called Brad from the Herbal Cure, Brent. I don't even know if he listens to the show, but regardless, Brad at the Herbal Cure was the bud tender. Helped me out, helping a friend get some, uh, you know, had some foot inflammation. He's not sure if he's dealing with gout and some other shit. So we went and tried to get some meds and get some shit dialed in. Some to help with inflammation, some to help with sleep. Um, and mainly trying to see what the options were. And he had a lot of information. And then my buddy was like, you know, I can't, I, well, first I want to try because it is what's reaching most people via the media and stuff, CBD, 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 everybody here, CBD. It's right. magical. It does so much good stuff. And so he wanted to try some straight CBD capsules and stuff to help with his pain and inflammation and a multitude of things in his foot. You know, he's a pretty healthy cat. He can still get around and whatnot. He uses a little cast thing to help on the foot. Um, but Brad was like, you know, kind of look at, you know, picture a peanut butter cup, you know. The CBD is the peanut butter, but the THC is the chocolate surrounding it. 
That's <laughs> like that's awesome. You know, let's put it, let's put it, let's put it simply because he's not a, uh, my friend's not a toker either, so he's afraid of getting too high to be able to do his daily things. He's a family man. He's a businessman. He's got shit going on. You got to watch it. So that's why I, mean, he, I could see that. I know people that are ten milligrams of THC and they're fucked up. You know, I gave uh, uh, somebody t- a ten. I got him some ten milligram THC. You know, whatever they are, candies. They ate one and they were just toasted. Well, I think we got one thing in there. I could be wrong. It was a Chibachu that was like point, almost point four THC, but real heavy. But it was in there, but really heavy on the CBD. So I like Point to for what though milligrams? I believe I believe below one milligram. I have to double. check. I don't understand. I'd have to double hey, check. Well, you might not understand because I have to double check the labels. But THC so it was one one five hundredth of what I ate. THC was in there almost in trace amounts compared to how much CBD was in there. But like I said, yeah, I, but I don't trust that either, man. Hey, it takes two you- to tango. To yeah, but you can't just do a teeny tiny amount. What's that? Just to make you fail your drug test? We just put enough in there so you fail a drug test. That's all. You don't get high or anything. Hey, it's also about introducing THCs, the psychoactive part of cannabis, at very low rates to people that have never had it. So I have no idea. But the report back was that he's digging on that for pain relief and not feeling too high. Now I encourage saying, okay, now make sure you try the heavy indica ones because you've been complaining about sleep and be ready. Don't obviously don't do it during the day. You know, do it late at night. Your day's done. Family's in bed, whatever, or a little bit before. Because I take... found they kept me the fuck up. I ate some edibles, yeah, just, and I, I your was brain. just. I'm just <laughs> saying, man. I was like speeded out, like looking at my art books to like one in the morning. What was in your edibles? Was it? What was the ratios, percentages? It was THC. Come on. Man, I'm just telling you that sometimes you get really whacked out on, on, on some powerful brownies or whatever. You don't go to sleep. It may but stimulate you. If you're, it makes you get up and do some shit. It doesn't matter what's in it. it yeah, it, it can, that can happen for sure. Hopefully, a decent indica, indica strain for an edible is going to help facilitate more than not uh, sleep as well as relaxation. So, relaxation. <laughs> deal deal man as long as you're making a freaking deal we're good to go <laughs> all right man what uh i had two more things to hit on here what do you got bounce back and forth play a little racquetball i think i'm done man i think that's all i got mike obriel journey mike obriel uh this is in from danger 58 uh sounds like a username for an xbox game <laughs> Hey guys, recently found your show. Started at episode 325 and I'm hooked. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I recently ordered some recharge. Appreciate that. Appreciate getting uh, the underlying message. And was wondering if I should be replacing my Humboldt County's own killer tea with it. I'm currently growing Humboldt Seed Original, I guess RG, Original Gift of Fire. I don't know that strain specifically. I use killer tea plus molasses Every watering, along with FFOF, which would be Fox Farms brand or Fox Farms Ocean Forest, I guess is what he's planted in, uses their Tiger Bloom, and I haven't heard of this, HCO's Sonic Bloom, alternating Sonic Bloom. Interesting. I just caught that because a Sonic Boom is when you break the sound barrier, right? 
Hell yeah, man. You're quick today. You are quick. I heard you can kill cows with that shit if you're a good pilot. We don't, <laughs> we need, to, we don't need to go into details, but that's what I've heard. Um, I'm pretty excited to get this stuff, as everything I've read looks to be extremely positive. Anyway, keep up the great work in the show, and I look forward to using Recharge. So, yeah, man. I mean, that sounds like you got some good stuff going on. The, the tea, just to let you guys know, um, Humboldt County's own. So they got a few different products. Um, Is it a liquid product? Yeah, it's a liquid one. And I don't know much about their other line. Um, they used to do like the Purple Max, Snowstorm Ultra, Crystal Burst. Uh, few, I remember those guys, yeah. A few different, which I don't know the true history there, products that some people claimed growth hormone regulators or this or that. Uh, but Right, those are the guys that had gravity, right? I think, yeah, they had gravity as well. Yep. So, but the tea, uh, I've used this product, actually. It's pure worm castings, ultra-potent seabird, and bat guano. And per their description, they talk about finding um, the right time because the things with teas is people want to make bacterias, but they're saying we found the right time to stop brewing for these bacterias. Marketing or not, I've used the tea. I like that there's seabird and bat guano in it and worm castings. I like all those things. Yeah, I'm just always concerned when I when I hear about a, a pre-brewed tea, and I'm not talking no trash. This could be the best stuff. I've never used it. I'm just always concerned, like the seabird guano and the bat guano. That's going to be in there. Those are, it's nutrition. Um, the earthworm castings is all bacteria and fungi, and it's really hard to keep those in a bottle. You know, Something's really got to be going to on. I mean, active some of those in a bottle. Bigger companies got. Uh... I don't know, the liquid, I don't even know the names of the products, but they got the liquids that are concentrated. Uh, I like brew, I like brewing my teas, you know what I mean? Or I like brewing recharge or, or, or mixing recharge fresh so that I get my bacteria. That, you know, water hits them, they start, uh, they wake well, up and they, that's have, it. they start so going So you like work. brewing your teas, you mean putting some recharge in water. And yeah, I, I, like, I like making my bacteria from uh, fresh. You know, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'm always concerned about buying a liquid tea, a pre-made liquid tea. I know the shelf life. I, I have a buddy over at a uh, mountain lion over in Laporte, a cool little grocery store over there. He makes teas all the time. I don't think they're good for more than 48 hours, you know, and you have to use them really quick too. So I just, just a little bit concerned on that. I don't know. Well, uh, don't if have you have the, the killer tea, I mean, obviously use it. It's not a bad product. As far as using it in conjunction with Recharge, I think that's great because Recharge and that are going to work together in the sense. If you want to spend more money, sure. Well, no, I mean. <laughs> Everything costs money, bro. I mean, you know, I mean. Here's the no, difference. I I'll do. I hear you. I'll do, though. It might cost money, but sometimes I'll do a different rate. So if I do run into a product uh, that I'm either testing or using or somebody said, try this out. Or if I had a quart of that, I would just, you know, use it sometimes in conjunction at maybe a little bit of a lower rate and thinking I'm trying to get the best of all attributes of all these plastic bottles, man. <laughs> gotcha, man. I'm trying to find out what works and what I can buy the next time. You know, so. But you got to mix it up. How do you know? I mean, I could tell you, you know, if we want to go talk with, uh, you know, Don over there at Way to Grow, uh, he'll be like, this is what he's really happy with these four products that he's used and he's, he's integrating shit in but still i don't like getting stuck on the same thing because that is the beauty of living out here for one two doing the dude grow show and to keep trying all this shit like i don't want to narrow it down too much i want to it's fun it's fun to play 
Definitely, but I like it's fun to look at the ingredients to find out who's using innovative ingredients, innovative techniques, and I, I like working with those companies. You know, so that that's what would would make me interested. What are you I saying? Saw, worm you know, castings, ultra potent seabird guano, and bat guano I'm, is not innovative. I'm saying that I'd find seabird guano, a good quality seabird guano, and I'd find a good quality bat guano, and I would I would buy those independently. I would think, and then I would find a good quality earthworm castings, and I would buy those. You know, hopefully locally made. You know, some really good quality castings. Yeah, I, I think that's. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would personally. That's if you're asking my opinion. That's it, and I would use recharge. Sounds yeah, like we um, need the challenge, which I thought about today. Like I was in uh, Home Depot, and I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll get my daughter a little snow shovel because it's gonna snow, and we're gonna need a shovel tomorrow, and she'll like that. Like, okay, you know, of course you go over to the shovels, and every little snow shovel is a plastic piece of shit, and right. it's like, do I really want to buy? another temporary piece of plastic. It's like, nah, I think I'm just going to teach her to use the heavier metal one <laughs> that I got. And it's just like everything when, and, and I do want to go on a campaign one time. Maybe I'll, what I'll do on my small, my 600 watt bloom room. This kind of goes with what's going on in my grow is be like, okay, we're going to try and grow, which would be probably impossible. Uh, a completely non-plastic supplied grow, but that goes into even like the bag. My soil comes in. That's plastic, right? Yeah, I mean, here's the point, is if it's so fucking hard to do that nobody's going to do it, then, you know, then why bother? Then we're all <laughs> you know? going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, ch- trying to change the system to use less plastic might be a little bit more practical. No, I hear it. I mean, even using less is a shit ton better than doing nothing. So Agreed. But Agreed. I won't have any help tomorrow shoveling. Anyway. All right. <laughs> so... Killer T. I'm not saying I'm giving that a thumbs down or a thumbs up, but I like the natural inputs. And I don't know anything about it. I can tell you that I, I designed Recharge to add a, to be a very valuable product where there's a lot of uh, high quality ingredients. It's in a dry form. Uh, it's at a pretty low price point, and it's something that you uh, brew if you want to brew it, but you mix it yourself. The bacteria there's aerobic bacteria as, that that need air as well as anaerobic bacteria. But there's both those kinds of bacteria, those that need air and those that don't. Uh, mix them up and get them on your plants and get it in your soil where where those bacteria thrive. That's the best advice I can give if you're using teas or anything like that. It's fresh, fresh, fresh. So that's the only reason I'm skeptical of the product. Right on. Fair enough, as I say. I got one more what's growing on. Yes, sir. Rocking out, rocking out today. Hiring people by eating glue. Okay, Mr. Eating Glue. Let's go. Que pasa, DGC? You know what's fun? Que pasa is like, what's up? Is that right? That's what's up. Yeah, that is what's up. Could it also be how are you doing or not really? That's like como estas or some shit. Oh, yeah. Man. I don't know. Now I'm confused. Anyway. Either of those. Either of those. I just say, uh, you know. No, I don't even know what to say. Radio Lab had a funny show, a funny podcast a few days ago. I'm pretty sure it might have been This American Life, regardless. Both great podcasts where they're talking about a few different things that people like kept with them, like as children and never were changed. And one girl, she just never, she's smart, but she always thought up until like, like this late high school, early college party that unicorns were the shit. Like they're real. They're over in Africa. There's unicorns. (laughs) And she got in like this conversation. 
with uh, you know the other people, and they're like, and then all of a sudden, the guy it goes who banged to, her anyway, and then it goes to like everybody gets silent for a minute in the circle, and they're like, oh shit. And she's like, damn it. And they're like, okay, well, at least we know you're kind of smart anyway. You're not cray-cray and all, all is well. And then there's one other cat, and there's a few other stories. But this one I remember with the uh, Kate Pasa DGC. For whatever reason, he always thought until, like, I don't know when this was broke, but that quesadilla meant how's it going in Spanish. <laughs> so, Holy shit. So he'd be, like, up, he'd be like, literally, quesadilla, bro. Like, it's saying, thinking, no, dude, you're talking about food, man. You're talking about food. Anyway. Where was this guy from? Uh, from right here. Dude, there's there's funny things that sometimes you get advanced in every other area, and this little thing was left alone in your brain. <laughs> it happened. But he was not from L.A. or, or South Florida. I mean, he's probably from Fargo, North Dakota. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Now, now, now I'm painting the picture. But I do want to, uh, when I was eating Mexican just the other day, I want to name... My next little, uh, I got a little rat terrier chihuahua mix, and I do like having one little breed dog in the house, and rat terriers are effing cool. But the next one, because they got that Mexican look, just due to Taco Bell with that marketing campaign. Right. Uh, chicharron. 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 It rolls off the tongue, man. Chicharron. What's up, chicharron? <laughs> so, anyway, that's uh, all I got. Let's read the question. <laughs> so Deal. Deal. Kepasa DGC, I'm in California, not quite sure what our cannabis laws are going to look like in my county, but I'm 99% sure I'll be expanding this coming outdoor grow season. In the past, I've pushed my family and friends to the limit during harvest and throughout summer for different grow projects. And I get that, man. That's like when people, you're not, they're not the grower. You're getting close to harvest and like, dude, it smells two blocks down. Like people are stressing out. Uh, there's yeah. potential dangers, et cetera. Uh, I'm sorry, honey, but if you're eight years and older, you have to trim. <laughs> so he goes, I end up with some wasted flour at the end, but I'm able to keep my family safe and grow the next season. I grow on my property where my home is. We trim in my living room where the kid, when the kid is not there. I believe I need to hire some help for this next grow season, but I'm really skeptical skeptical about inviting a stranger into my home where I sleep. No, es- it's cool. Especially with the amount of cannabis that is in the house at times. I've heard of Just two, hire a nice one. I've heard of too many bad things happening. So does anybody have any tips on what to look for when bringing someone new in? What to lo- what to look for? Questions to ask? Thank you, DGC. I've never had to do this before. Any advice from growers that have had to do this before would be greatly appreciated. So we got to first a trimmer. Get a, get get a machine before I would bring somebody into my house and have that liability. I'd rather have, accept a little bit. No, dude, Undershade's got it. He goes, just What's be he got? totally nice and sweet. Explain the whole thing to them and then threaten them with bodily harm. <laughs> he, yeah, he says, get a machine too. I hear it. This is where it gets tricky, man. You know, we got uh, the professor chiming in, and we had that news story talking about getting machines unless you own it if you're renting it. That was shady. People are getting followed home. Buy a machine. Learn how to use it correctly. It's going to cost you a few grand. You're going to pay that person a few grand. He's going to steal a few grand from you anyhow. So he or she, I don't want to be sexist. I mean, the way to do it, if, if, you're, if, you're harvest, oh, by the way, if your time justifies it right. and like you're harvesting enough, even if it's like one of those things where you plan on being in business and you know this crop's paying for you know, half your machine if you get a big enough one or whatever, and you can get a discreet way 
to pick it up or to get it back to your grow because that's important. Um, and that, that probably makes the most sense at this day and age. We covered the story where the dude got killed not too long ago in, uh, yep. somewhere in, in California, I think Northern California. Yep. And man, it, somebody else brought out, professor was talking about, if you have any cool family members, I've had a, I've had a cousin help me trim before. It was kind of like Don't his, matter, man. he felt like he was like on a vice show or something. Like back in yeah, the- but it doesn't matter because they go back and they tell their friends and then somebody else tells somebody else and then on Facebook and then it's like, hey, where's that guy in Colorado live again? Okay, well, that was okay. uh, written into the contract my cousin signed that if you do that. <laughs> but I'm just saying it feels so good for, for the novelty to go tell your friends about the cool weed that you saw in, in Colorado. You know, that all of a sudden it's just out there. Loose lips sink ships. If, if everything's not if you don't want people visiting you, then you keep it to yourself. You buy a machine, you have that thing, you know, it boxed up discreetly. You bring it into the house one time and you maintain that thing and you run it. And, you know, and that, that's, well, yeah. Uh, what about right, how right do your you, kids gone? How do you feel if it's an option to network with other growers? Do you think you're getting other per, other people's potential problems? I think I would. I think loose lips sink ships. If you if you if you got a good thing going, they have a machine out that's pretty damn fast. I trimmed six pounds in four hours with one of those machines. Did it come out looking perfect? No. You know, did it come out looking pretty good? Yeah. You know, so if you got a problem with that, where you can't, you know, all your time is being spent, uh, you know, doing hand trimming. Yeah, I would really think about a machine. Okay, I could agree with that. The initial investment can be kind of tough. That's where people, I mean, if even if you got your ultimate homie, it's still hard. Like, I don't even know if I'd want to split a machine with you, dude. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I have no need for a machine. I'm just, I'm, I'm just if, saying. If you're somewhere else, though, for real, I don't want to have to drive a machine to, you know, to, you know, whatever, 40, 50 miles. It's in the car. If I get pulled over, I got a fucking trim machine in the car. You don't think that somebody's watching me then? Uh, if anybody sees me with that loading that trim machine or unloading it, they it's just you're you're not only a grower but a grower that needs a trim machine. That's uh, you know that's kind of putting you on a list. Yeah, no, I I I agree. You don't want to go there. Yeah. yeah, I'd be real secure about it, man. Real secure. So and check the comments, guys. Thanks, Professor Soup Undershade. Really good advice. Uh, Soulless Ginger as well. Got to do Little Growers Love, Dinesh over there, Optic Foliar. If you guys haven't heard, you heard the two products. I like to pick my the main ones from what I'm using, which would be the Overgrow, the Transport, hook it up. You've heard us give out uh, some on the show, and uh, really appreciate Dinesh more than anything. He's a cool, cool rep, cool cat. You can get a hold of him. I believe you can even call him. You can Facebook with him whatever but has given some solutions to small and larger growers that just forget sometimes just need to be spraying just need to be spraying a little bit absolutely absolutely all right hey you know man i do see something on the format here i'd like what? to check out is uh we had a flashback question dudegrows.com slash flashback and it was about ladybugs as ipm it's from Sandwich Bag Swag back in the day, October, I guess only about a year, well, no, October 19, 2015, so from a couple years back. But it says, hey, dude and Scotty, are you aware of any recommendations on how to use ladybugs for pest control? I've heard it mentioned a few times on the show. Any chance of getting an entomologist on as a guest, they could give us some numbers, like ladybugs per plant count or what pests they eat. Thanks for all the work you guys put into the show. 
Uh, you guys are a backstage pass to the cannabis world. <laughs> Thanks, Troy. I appreciate that, brother. Um, you know what? I actually was talking to a uh, uh, fish ganja guy who uses ladybugs. He was talking. He says, man, I got to get on the show and talk to you about your IPM a little bit, man. He goes, I, I got some things to say. And so he came on and uh, he did a, a wake and bake with us. And it was just good information, man. It was uh, just all about IPM. He's using nematodes. He's using ladybugs. They're regenerating. So it, it seemed pretty cool. So, man, I don't want to just save that for the members. Why don't we just throw that in right now and let everybody enjoy it let everybody learn something so just uh hang on take a break and then we'll come on back after we listen to this all right y'all time for another wake and bake america and this time we're we're waking up and getting real man got fish ganja guy on the line what's up brother not too much man good morning everybody yeah man it is a good morning and uh thanks a lot for coming to my aid because uh, i need some help with ipm uh pest management there's a couple problems that I don't know how to really solve uh, without nukes, and I want to get away from those nukes, man. So it seems like you've got some uh, pretty solid uh, understanding of IPM, and uh, you're chomping at the bit to get on it and and share your information. So uh, thanks for that, and let's get into it. No problem, man. Well, I want to start off by asking you a question. How much do you love cannabis? Oh, man. If loving cannabis is wrong... I don't want to be right. Too early for well, the quote in Randy Watson. Little uh, sad fact. As much as you love it, bugs love it more, and they're coming. Yeah. They may not be there now, but they're coming, man. They're looking for it. You know, man, I've been thinking a lot about this whole monocropping thing, how we're like, oh, well, fuck Monsanto and Monsanto monocrops. And then, of course, when you put an acre or 20 acres of the same exact thing, that fucking bug that likes to eat that thing comes and finds it, you know? Well, on a micro scale, that's the same fucking thing we're doing in our bedrooms and closets, no? Yeah, I mean, if you want, you there's some plants that are in there, like garlic and things like that, that... Well, kind of lemongrass that you can plant around in the right. garden. The, the odors will kind of repel bugs. I mean, some of them will still go. Like I planted some garlic out in my um, outdoor garden because supposedly aphids hate it. Of course, I go out there after like uh, a couple weeks of being there and I see them colonizing in the garlic. I'm like, yeah. what? Why? I don't know, man. Just, it's just to prove you're wrong, man. You can't be right the first time, man. It takes trial and error to get this shit. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so it's, it's it's a constant battle, but um what so, I'm seeing is that um oh go ahead. I was just going to say you're completely natural, right? I mean, you're fish ganja guy, you're the aquaponics guy. If you put anything that doesn't agree with your uh with the plants, you know, it, it's going to hurt your fish, right? Yeah. I mean, um like for example, something I have to use um only in my uh my milfarum uh mothers that like to flower. Um I keep them in soil just so it's less electronics, I have to worry about pumps and things like that. Right. Um I keep them in soil. I can still use easy wet S E, which is uh saponin, you know, the yucca right? and saponin. Sure. But I don't use it around my fish because even in micro doses, that stuff is lethal for fish. Right. So it's one of those things where it's a great um, wetting agent, sticker spreader, and also suffocate bugs um, on the leaves. But you got to be careful when and where you use it. So for all my gardens, I have uh, three things I keep um, as my system for uh, making sure that I have good IPM, not just for bugs, but also for powdery mildew. Um, The three parts are clean garden, predators, and the sprays. Clean garden's number one. 
because if you have all kinds of uh, dirt and stuff in there, they're going to have places to start to colonize. You're going to have uh, things get moldy and nasty, so you got to keep clean. Yeah, where do I buy and, this clean garden product? Is it in quarts or gallons? Sounds uh, great. Well, <laughs> it's amazing. No, so I mean that that um, is true. We hear that all the time. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Um, it, it, what you know. If you have, you know, a instrument or, you know, I'm thinking like a scalpel or a razor blade or something that you cut, you cut plant material with it. That plant material could be diseased. You leave that thing laying around. It's, uh, you know, it's easy to spread diseases that way, especially I was just in my garden yesterday trimming. And it's very easy to finish trimming and leave your five-gallon bucket full of, full of trim sitting there to rot start rotting yep. you know get your garbage get your garbage out of the grow don't leave it outside the grow tent on the other side of the grow tent where you know or it's, it's not too hard for spores to penetrate that get your garbage outside the grow and treat treat cleanliness seriously oh for sure man and i mean like as soon as i'm done with um one grow before i kick it over to the next i make a solution of uh, really strong hydrogen peroxide and water and i spray everything down all the pvc i use for my trellis netting because plants uh may be touching them you know, I get some uh, bleach wipes. I take those down. Um, sure. I get everything. You have to. You yeah, have to start from zero. The peroxide's good because it just evaporates into uh, into CO2. So it's just gone. Yeah. No CO2 in water. Yeah, and nice. I was reading, um, a friend of mine was telling me bleach doesn't always get all the mold spores too. So yeah, I try to stay told... more towards the, the hydrogen peroxide. I know bleach um, definitely has trouble getting uh, the spores. In porous surfaces like woods or in um, oh, what's word I'm looking drywall stuff like that, it's gonna have more trouble with that for sure because the, they'll be able to kind of root into it with their uh, mycelial yeah. uh, legs or whatever. Yeah, if if you Google like um, why didn't why you shouldn't remove mold with bleach, there's all sorts of people telling you why bleach is a, a really poor mold killer and mold remover. Uh, hydrogen peroxide a little bit better for that. When I'm thinking mold, yeah. I'm thinking spores. I'm thinking powdery mildew that type of thing. Uh, so what are you, mm-hmm. are you actually, I mean, that powdery or that hydrogen peroxide is dangerous stuff. I mean, I used to go get the, go to the food supply place, the restaurant supply place and get the 35% food grade hydrogen That's peroxide, but that shit will burn through to the bone if you're not careful. So, you know, you, you gotta be cool with yeah. that, man. You gotta be gloves real careful. Goggles, baby. Yeah. Gloves, gloves and, and goggles. goggles. Absolutely. And then even after I uh, diluted down in my uh, pump sprayer, man, I'm still wearing a long sleeve and goggles, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll really burn your skin. Okay, so we got hydrogen peroxide, so we've got that as kind of like the, you know, between harvest cleaning. Now, what are we doing when okay. we, I mean, you know, you got soil-borne pathogens, and you've got, uh, you know, your... Easy. Easy. Easy breezy. <laughs> okay, so, I'll stop you right there. Right so, now we're talking root aphids, fungus gnats, things like that. Okay, so sorry, somebody's trying to call me, but they can go away. This is our time. This, yeah, is, yeah, this he, is me and Scotty time. Yeah, he's, if, if homeboy's saying that root aphids and fungus gnats are easy to manage, man, that call can wait, homie. This is important. Yeah, most important thing, one, um, don't get one of those air pots where you've got holes on all the sides. And uh, it's just like a condominium for bugs. So right. That's going to be a pain in the ass. Um, but whenever I get new soil in the garden, first thing I do um, you know, any grow or even in my, uh, my mother tent, like right. once every several months, Beneficial nematodes, get those in there, keep them happy, and they'll go after most of the uh, little parasites that'll be in there, like um, your um, root aphids or um, fungus gnat larvae. It'll be eating away at them. And also, when I start up the uh, the grow down in the 
the flowering room. What I'll do is I'll start up uh, in the very beginning with a tea brew, and I'll be using that um, OG BioWar Foliar, which will come into play with my foliar treatments too in a minute. But it's got that uh, one uh, metazarium, yeah, I think. Metazarium, yeah. I've been looking yeah. at that as well. I've been playing around with that ah, one as well. Beautiful. So I do a tea brew, I brew that up for like uh, 24 hours. And then I'll throw some recharge in there, and uh, that'll be my first watering when I transplant everything in. Is that with a little jump start too, because the tricantinol and just to help with the transplanting. Sure, but and I'll get all the soil with all of that, so that way I'm just inoculating with nematodes, cimetazarium, and other beneficial bacteria and uh, uh, microbial but, life. Yeah, I'm interested in the nematodes. So, so what you're saying is those nematodes are handling them. I know that you can't just put nematodes on a, in a root aphid infestation, but I'm wondering if you're saying they're handling the larva. That would make sense, you know, as before they're becoming yeah. adults, they're, they're handling them or they're, you know, it's, it's uh, eradicating them. That would make sense. It's, yeah, it's more of a um, uh, prevention through predation. So you just want to make sure that you get to it before it gets started. And if there is already some root aphids or something in there, God forbid, um, hopefully that metazarium will knock them down in a pretty quick fashion. Yeah, like we had a question yesterday from, uh, I think it was DOT Mike was talking about how he's got these big 200-gallon smart pots. You know, I think it's uh, a yard of soil in each one. And he's got, he didn't say root aphids, he said it had an aphid problem. And he's looking to recondition the soil using it next year. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, with the aphid problem, I mean, I guess the metazarium bacteria, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Do you, what do you think? So for something like that, you would put uh, uh, those neat beneficial nematodes in there, metazarium bacteria, and, and just, what, grow a cover crop on it, see what happens? Well, me personally, if I know that the soil is fully infested, um, I think the best treatment is to dump it in your neighbor's yard and get some clean soil. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, but think about what he's doing. But, he's got um, he's got forty five, forty five yards of soil basically that he invested in last year. You know, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, that's he's a gonna lot have to, to get just rid of. Drench it with. He's gonna have to do. Um, yeah, he's gonna have to get some uh, living material in there that wants to eat any larvae. So you're gonna have to get a lot of uh, nematodes. Right, right. Um, spread them throughout. Keep that soil. Um, don't let it dry out because you don't want to kill any of the nematodes. So right. you want to get some metazarium in there and just check it over the course of the next year. And uh, like you're saying with those cover crops, yeah. but definitely um, keep on it. If you want to be able to use it next year, keep treating. And if, before you use it, inspect it. Right. So yeah. have some cover crops in there, not just to bring the nitrogen and stuff in, but you can also t rip them out and inspect their roots. Yeah. Almost like a decoy crop or something. Like, you know what I mean? Something you don't care about that much. Exactly. Hell yeah. All right. So we got a clean room so far. We've got some uh, prevention. Uh, what do you do for outbreaks? You know, you got an outbreak. You see, you see a russet mite. You see a spider mite on the leaves. What, what are we doing? Well, I haven't luckily had to deal with any russet mites over here in Southern California. Um, I have had to deal with a few little uh, um, spider mites up in the mother room um, and uh, some fungus gnats before, uh, right. before I got my IPM down to where I have it now. But uh, so you're saying that because I, of your prevention that you're not you're not having any breakouts? Is that what you're saying? Because because you're of the nematodes. As long as you're consistent, I haven't had any breakouts um, with uh, root aphids or uh, fungus gnats since I've been on it. And you credit um, that to the nematodes? You're saying a consistent, largely yes, steady diet of nematodes along with the metazarium yeah. and fungus. Yeah, and also don't um, oversaturate your soil too often. You know, let it dry out to at least like half an inch, three quarters of an inch off the surface before you. 
um, have to water again because if you right. keep it too damp, you're giving them the environment they want, and they'll they'll find a way to propagate. Sure. So it's just it's being smart. Um, but for like overall prevention of things, I try and keep my foliar program on point um, and be consistent because if you take a few extra days off. You're going to lose that therapeutic level of what's on the plant leaf or on the soil surface, and it's going to give them a window to get in. Right. So um, I have a three-part uh, system that I use, foliars A, B, and C. Okay. A, I do on days one and five. It consists of transport, watts, and rev from optic foliar. Sure. Um, so that way I'm getting – because all my um, IPM, I'm using it as a means of also getting in nutrition too. Of course. Um, especially foliar. Get some Azimax in there, and since you're mixing an Azimax, that mixture has to be used within 24 hours. So remember, people, if you use Azimax by itself, don't mix it and leave it for a week. That stuff has to be used within 24 hours once it's activated. Wow. Um, and I also put a little bit of kelp in there, too. Um, occasionally, I might put a little bit of uh, molasses in there just for some extra sugar into the plant. But And also, when you put sugars on the leaves um, by mixing up a little bit of molasses, It'll also bring up the bricks level, and it'll help, um, you know, make the leaves a little bit healthier because bugs want those, uh, like those sickly, weaker leaves is what they'll go after. If it's like a good, strong leaf full of, uh, like, um, silica yeah, and it's tough and they can't chew it, they'll leave, they'll leave it alone. Yeah. So also, that's another key thing. Keep dosing silica on your plants. Keep them strong. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree with you. Know, I think it's like eating a fatty, fatty steak or something like that. You're just like, mm, no thanks. <laughs> just going <laughs> no chewing thanks. forever. No, you want that right. lean cut, the one that's got the melted butter and salt. There you go. Um, now you're talking. It's too early for a steak for nah. People have steak for breakfast in some part of the country, right? Dude, people have martinis for breakfast in some parts of the country. Yeah, it's I've fine. Been, Whatever you got to do. That. I have noticed that. <laughs> um. Then, uh, see, that was, that was days one and five, okay. um, the third day. Um, I don't use transport on this one because, uh, as Dinesh has said, it doesn't work real well with, um, uh, what's it called, uh, microbial life. Right. Um, so I use OG BioWar Foliar and also from uh, Keto Life Gardens, I use Keto Foliar because um, with the OG BioWar Foliar, it's good um, beneficial bacteria, metazarium. So right. it's a good uh, prevention for uh, powdery mildew and things sure. like that. And ketofolia, great that. nutrition, yeah. lots of um, uh, kelp and seaweed in there. So it's also going to be great for your plant. Sure. And, and that kelp's got all these little little PGRs on it, like natural PGRs, just these plant hormones that uh, and they allow. Kelp is the fastest growing plant in the world, you know, and it doesn't it drinks seawater. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty amazing. It's just happening on a hormonal level. So getting some of those plant hormones into you know into our leaves, good stuff, man. Yeah, and then um, also even though uh, I know with uh, transport you can just spray the top of the leaves, I still personally get below as well, just because I know some things that people may use. Um, even though it's good to have them in the plant systemically as a pesticide, like right. Azimax, some things are also a contact agent, um, and also something where you want the bug to not have to chew down into that uh, mesophyll layer, but you want them to get it like as soon as they start chomping on the leaf itself. So I'm just yeah. going to hit it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, choke spider mites with the, with those oils and whatnot. Very which easy. is it, which is part C. Okay. I've got Let's check it out. Kapow. Then I use a little kelp in there, maybe a little, just a tiny bit of ruby fulvic, so that way it helps as a carrier. Right. And I'll put a little uh, recharge in there. Sometimes I use recharge instead of OG BioWar. Um, on my foliars, but with the kapow, what's good about that 
is it's lemongrass oil, which is a natural pesticide and fungicide. Okay. And it's also got castor oil, soap, and water. Yeah, it's and been I around for a that, long time, uh, man. People been people been digging that one for a long time. And it smells amazing too. It's like putting lemon pledge on your plant, and they okay. love it. What what's the latest you would use that though? Everything. I stop at day fourteen. Okay, day fourteen of flower. Yeah. So I make sure that once those buds start coming out, I don't want to be dosing anything. And especially, um, I'll stop with the uh, the microbial stuff like uh, the foliar, right? Firewall foliar. I'll stop on like day six or seven of flower because with those new tests, um, you'll get false positives on uh, the flower when they're doing like the microbial testing. Right. If you get it too late, they'll say, oh, well, it's positive for all this bacteria, but it's they're not going to differentiate between the positive or the beneficial and negative bacteria. Uh, they'll have to do a more expensive test to say, oh, okay, well, it's actually all right. But it's a little bit of a pain, so it's not worth risking that. Yeah, yeah. And I then agree. the last and most important part of uh, my IPM, and this is something I run from beginning to end and then through to the next cycle. Okay, the I'm missing Yes. All right. All Cheap, day. easy. I release those things constantly. And you can take care of them. You can make it so that way you've got like a whole cycle going. It's really not hard to feed your ladybugs during the off times. Um, what just do get they like eat? a little Sugar water bottle. Or something? Yeah, you just get. Well, you don't want to have too much standing water because, well, let's face it, they're one of the dumbest things on the planet. They'll kill themselves <laughs> right. in a, like a drop of water. Right. Um, so, I like I paid like twenty bucks. I got a little ladybug house that they can hide in um, that I keep in the garden. I just have a little bottle cap that I fill with honey so that way they can go get some sugar out of that. Right. And then every day or two, I'll just put like a uh, soggy wet paper towel balled up in there for them to go get some water off it. Yeah. Because and those larvae are really cockroach. aggressively eaten too. You know, the ladybug larvae eat real aggressively and they'll eat more than the adults. Yeah. I saw some the other day cause, um, I was freaking out, but I didn't want to, I wanted to figure it out myself. I saw something on one of my buds, um, cause I'm late in flower and I was just a little tiny brown thing. I was like, what is that? And I saw it move. Holy. So I got a magnifying glass out and I was like, okay, let's think for a second. I have right. ladybugs boning in here like crazy for the last like month or two. Took a look at the life cycle. I was like, oh, those are the larvae. And they're so small. I mean, they're moving between the trichomes, just hunting for anything. They really are. They're that small, huh? Dude, it was crazy. I thought it was just like a piece of brown dust that my fan kicked over, and then I saw it move between the trichomes. Huh. I was like, I should be terrified or happy. I'm not sure which way I should go on this. Happy, happy, happy. Extremely. All right, I like that, man. You got some beneficial predators. You got uh, a lot of foliar in there, and you've got some uh, address on the soil with some other beneficial predators and, uh, and, and beneficial soil biology. So, and the key is just being consistent. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense to me, man. Makes sense. All right, dude, I'm going to post this and uh, we're going to get a lot of comments on it, man. So be be ready to answer uh, some, some questions. I'm sure we're going to get I'm, a bunch. I'm ready for the backlash. No, no backlash, man. This is good information. Ain't nobody going to argue with us about, about this, man. Hey, by the way, man, you do your own podcast. Um, you can find it on dudegrows.com, but tell everybody about it, man. Yeah, I've got my uh, little aquaponics show. I've been starting up over on YouTube. Um, aquaponics with the uh, fish ganja guy. I'm teaching people how to uh, grow things aquaponically, not just cannabis. But I'm going to be – just got some equipment in. I'm going to be assembling a, a basic garden, posting up videos from uh, and linking to other people that I know are really good in the industry. And uh, anybody who has questions on aquaponics, I'm always happy to help out. Hell, yeah. And, I'm, I'm um, doing yeah, it, man. Post your questions, and I'm fine. 
I know you've been daring me to get a small setup going. I'm doing it, man. I'm actually eyeing. I got my my back little office pole barn that I'm building out. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of eyeing where I'm going to put my aquaponics spot, man. Well, cool, man. If you, uh, Depending on what you want for if uh, cannabis or if you want to do something just to feed the family on the regular, let me know. I'm more than happy to help you set it up uh, based on your needs. Oh, I'm doing it because you're going to help me set it up. You're the only reason I'm going to give this a try. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, well, man. I'm honored to be your downfall. Right. <laughs> hey, I got backup now. It's not like you're not going to smoke if you come over to Scotty's house, all right? I always <laughs> got what I know. Cool, man. Well, all thank right, you so much time. for sharing, man. Good information. Some of the stuff I knew, some of the stuff made good sense. And a lot of times you just need to listen to somebody that's already doing it and putting it all together. And uh, then it kind of just all comes together and makes sense for you. So it was good information, and uh, I'm going to do it, man. I'm actually get. Uh, do you have a source for those nematodes? I uh, usually just um, oh god, what is the name of that company? I usually just go to Orchard. They've got them in the little uh, fridge over in. No, it's not a sponge. It's um like a bunch of vermiculite that they're on. You just dump them in the bucket, um, warm room temperature water for like, uh, well, dechlorinated uh, if you can. Sure. None of that chloramine stuff. Let it sit in there and stir it up for 30 minutes, and then uh, take out the vermiculite, and nematodes are all in the water. And it says it goes for like 10,000 square feet of garden space, but I, I try and keep it more concentrated than that because I don't have a garden that big. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, it's like 20 to 30 bucks, um, and it's uh, Orcon, I believe is the name of the brand. Let me and check. What, and what are you doing? Well, once a month you'd release those? Once every two weeks? No, the nematodes, I just do every uh, like two, three months. Okay. Because um, they'll live in the soil for up to a year if you don't let it dry out to death. Sure. Yeah, and that's the key, man. Everything needs water. Everything needs a little bit of moisture to live, man. So don't let things dry yeah. out. You're stopping mother time. Let's see. The name of the brand is, uh, yeah, Orcon. Orcon, okay. Um, O-R-C-O-N. You can get them over at, like, Orchard or Osh, or I think, or one of those. Yeah, um, sure over in the garden just... section. Just not Home Depot. They don't carry even ladybugs over there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't expect them to. I don't, I don't think a Home Depot no, but, is the most progressive place. I think after somebody beats them over the head, please, please carry this stuff, then finally they'll do it. Yeah, but, I mean, if you need some Roundup, they've got that in bulk, so you're good. Awesome, awesome. You know you can drink that stuff now. Really? I thought it was just for latent flour on your plants. <laughs> I love when the guy goes, oh, we're so off subject, when he goes, oh, you can drink this stuff. Roundup, he's, like, in front of Congress. He's like, Roundup is safe enough to drink. They're like, well, can you drink it, please? He's like, uh, no, no, but it is safe enough to drink. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my God. All right, man. Well, good times. I'm glad. I hope this helps someone out. I'm sure it did. Thank you so much, Fish. Appreciate you, brother. Anytime. All right. All right. All right. There you go. I told you you explained everything, right? We'll see. I believe so, though. It's just tough to... Uh... They get all over at times, at times. But no, I shouldn't say that. A dead ladybug or dried up little ladybugs, just like a little piece. It's not like a gross insect to deal with or any issues. So Right. Right. But I hear you. I've definitely sold yeah. many a ladybugs in my life. It just had me thinking about the, uh, and the way you're saying the larva or the ones, you know, whatever the larva, the ones that eat the most. And then I'm th just thinking about also those nematodes in the soil. Uh, as far as, you know, you got fungus gnats and all that stuff, and the fungus gnats, root aphids growing in the soil. Maybe the idea is to catch them before they get out of control. As soon as they're, you know, just, just when they're in their larval stages, uh, having these, these ladybug larvae eat them or, or the nematodes rather. 
Yeah. But I think there's something there to where if, if you if you put the nematodes there first as a preventative, I think there very well might be something there. Right on, right on. Appreciate that. So let's move on to, man, I pretty much got what's going on in our grows. I did want to say I am smoking some flow scissor hash that I had stored away that I forgot. I found a, a flat razor bag flat razor blade stored in like a little stash bag and I was like oh yeah put that in there because that blade's full of scissor hash from back in the day and I love it man scissor hash has got to be somewhat close to like potentially I've only smoked live resin a few times which I get more of it it's so much flavor in it it's so much like you can taste the flower profile yeah, it really is. And then nothing gets you. That's true one hit hash, whatever. But I mean, you smoke that shit, you're whoa, one hit and you feel way high. Got me motivated. I got to go to, uh, do you know, like I wanted to go hook it up over at uh, one of the dispensaries here, maybe the clinic or something, um, and get just a little bit of uh, product for my vape pen. So on the, the, the ceramic coils or whatever with the source vapes, can I put I mean, is live resin waste to put in there? That's just, can you put live resin on those coils or sure. does it get it too yeah, hot? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I know absolutely. you can, it, but we, we talked about that temperature setting where am I, I'll have to, I'll have to quiz them on it. It's like, is my, my coils here going to get the live resin too hot to where a temperature that it's taken away for what I'm paying for? Cause that shit ain't cheap. So. Nah, it's just expensive. I'll oh, get yeah, into it, it and let you guys know. Just use the donut coil. I would use the donut. I was smoking live resin in, in a source vapes a couple of days ago. Oh, look at you. You're so hip. Yes. While not driving to Boulder. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what's going on in my grow would be hitting up a little bit of, I talked to Moby Dill about the lemon G. Just trying to understand a little bit about, hey, when do you take this plant, man? When do you cut this plant down? This infamous lemon G from Ohio, I believe pretty sure it's weird because like when you you google around you figure out oh this is really like oh, it originated over here but uh he's like man 11 weeks he's like if you take it at nine weeks you kind of get that paranoid if you're not really you know experienced <laughs> with it like kind of just a little bit worrisome high but he's like at 11 weeks everything is equalized and i was like wow Shit. that's what we're talking about that's a long time man so it's like damn right man i haven't had 11 week or if ever, maybe once. So that made me have to adjust, you know, being where I'm at in bloom, you got to adjust knowing, oh, it's not just let's spike this thing hard week five and six. No, you got to kind of let it ride. I kind of got to, you know, I got to let these weeks chill out a little bit. I don't need to hit them too hard. I'm going to try and let, and one thing when I've never grown this strain before, so it's going to be better to maybe underfeed it a little then overfeed it too much and just kind of learn what it likes, you know? And uh, that way I can figure out where, you know, where to go with it. I can tell you right now, when you stick your fingers in those flowers, man, pull them back out. You got that lemon, just mm, lemon, just goodness scent all over it. Yeah. And, and is Ed, what week are you in now? Uh, let's see. I think five and a half or something. And it's already starting to smell like that. It's interesting that it doesn't change or, you know, mature at the end. It's 11 a week strain. It's already got the lemon. Interesting. Full on. It has lemon like in veg. When you're breaking over stems for like training and you get some of the right. juice to come out on your more aggressive breaks. Right. It's like got that lemon scent in it. 
Very genetically prone. Huh. So, been stoked on that. Me, man. Threw some more lemon cheese and tall five-gallon nursery pots. And uh, I say tall because there's a difference between the talls and the regulars. Uh, but doing those under an HPS light, a Hortolux uh, 600 watt HPS, which I haven't done yet. I've only grown them under the Spectrum King SK600. So, and trying to get next into, um, I got some interesting cuts that if they root, I really want to go with, but I am going to do one of these plants in a water only, I won't say experiment, just maybe how nature intended. So I've wanted to do that with a soil company. Um, we'll see how it works. I'm not going to mention them again until I get in touch with them and see what they got going on, growing on. And that's about it, man. I shouldn't, there's, there's other things going on, but we've, we've been, we've been chatting. What you got growing sure. on in your grow room? Man, just going to go and play around. I was, I was thinking about doing some 315s. I was talking to a guy that's got some interesting 315s. He's got a dual 315 um, where you can put the two different color. Was a 30? I don't know, man. There's two two different color bulbs you can put in there mm-hmm. uh, right next to each other. And it makes it look like it's like a full, really it's an awesome spectrum. It's pretty close to as full spectrum as you can get. Um, so I thought that was interesting. It comes in a huge hood, too, like a 30 by 40 hood or something like that. So, and it was playing around with the idea of doing that and just doing a big, giant, raised bed. I was thinking that in a 5 by 9 tent, maybe making, you know, a 4 by 9 or a 4 by 8 just big, giant bed. Maybe a couple feet tall, maybe two, two and a half, you know, probably two foot tall. I think two foot be good. Yeah, and I, just, I and just never till it. Just, you know, start with, and I guess you'd have to use some good quality castings. You'd have probably a little bit of peat in there, maybe some cocoa, and then just never till it and just try to grow that, that, that was it a, a my, mycelium? Is that what you called it? Uh, yeah. Just, but just that fungal network, you know, the, the hyphy network, all the hyphal network, rather, all over and all through. You know, the um, one thing is you say that I do agree with no till which is also tough depending on how you could work out a perpetual no-till bed, if you will, is I'm not, I don't have a problem. Like if you wanted to plant a seed in, you could break up enough loose dirt at the top of any, you know, somewhat root bound bed to get a seed to start. And then maybe the process on goes where shit's breaking down below it. And that seed doesn't have too many roots yet, but starts to set off into the new bed, if you will. It might work out all right, but just when you think about transplant, transporting, uh, transplanting, and transporting a one gallon, it gets a little bit, uh, a little bit rough. But that'd be cool. The bed is part of the key for sure. I think you, instead yeah. of a container, of the bed. That's what I'm thinking. Is more I'm studying this thing, the more I'm thinking bigger is better. So just think about building one of those, and uh, uh, yeah, just and just trying to learn about these cover crops and i guess you've got a, the idea is to put some cover crops in and then that pulls nutrition out of you know i'm sorry like nitrogen you know there's plenty of nitrogen in the air so i guess it fixes the nitrogen pulls it in the air pulls it into the roots and then hopefully if you get that that fungal network there uh it delivers it to the other plants kind of neat yeah well give it a go i'd like to see it for sure just uh, yeah, you definitely got to implement like, when you get that going the beneficial nematodes in definitely. a few different forms i mean there's some for fungus gnats there's some for other things but oh shit getting your man, soil been... alive and more than just what we talk about recharge on the show you're getting your soil alive with all kinds of different beasties 
All right, speaking of different beasties, man, I got the the straight poop on springtails a couple of days. I was through that from uh, Tree to Shining uh, Tree uh, Radio Lab uh-huh. podcast. They were talking about how the springtails bloom up, and then they'll uh, the fung the the fungal network, the you know the hyphae will actually grow right through them, and will start using the bodies of the springtails as nutrition. So that you want know, to talk about the circle, and the creepiest thing was they're still alive. The springtails are still alive while they're just getting the life sucked out of them, and that's nutrition. That Maybe the that's why they're using. all running and hanging. I see groups of them on top of my soil because it's the deathly fungal network below. That's yeah, them up. I mean they're about to be food. No, I think what happens is they start eating on it, and I think I think it's one of those cool, you know, nature so you know so so tricky, man. So they start eating this fungus. It tastes delicious. Then it starts growing out from inside their bodies while they're still alive. <laughs> Pretty nutty stuff, huh? Yeah, but it definitely. makes sense why they're showing up. Makes sense why they're showing up when there's a whole bunch of organic matter and a whole bunch of uh, of good fungi to eat in the recharge. Heck yeah, that's deep, literally in the soil. Yes, you are food, man. Well, you eat guys and be eaten. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm gonna say it not every time, but before we go. If you don't have it, you are being a foolish grower. Get yourself some recharge, man, for sure. Realgrowers.com or over on Amazon if you're addicted halfway like I am to uh, getting what you need. Over on Amazon Prime, a couple days at your house, indescript, hanging out in your girls. And guys, if you got that going on, we'll love it as far as your plants go. I couldn't agree with you more, man. Well said, dude. Well said. What? Uh, not much else. We got this week in cannabis coming up. Uh, if you guys are your Colorado growers, man, keep an eye over on your hoods. Uh, if you have cold air intakes, air cooling your lights. Tonight, your shit is going to frost up. And tomorrow night, it's going to frost up worse. It's going to be about a high of <laughs> negative something tomorrow night. So that is the Dude Grow Show forecast for indoor growers pulling air in from outside. And you're going to have condensation. You're going to have frozen hoods and all kinds of fun shit. So, for real. And watch your light watch your watch your temps, man. If you got like me, if you got your grow in an area where my garage surrounds the outside of it, uh it it definitely I need supplemental heat. My lights are off uh during the evening and it gets damn cold. So I don't have a supplemental heater when it's this cold. We're talking single digits. You can get close to a range that's going to f with your plants. So watch your lights off temps. Colorado growers. <laughs> Deal. Deal, and everybody else be glad you're not here tonight. But most times we don't. Oh, man, it's gotta you gotta you gotta dig on it, dude. You gotta get out like so tonight, as you do, is the fireplace night for sure. And also, you have some chili, as well as some chicken noodle soup. You have your nice fleece. No, I mean dealing with the 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 grow, man. Oh, okay. Sorry. I mean the cold's fun, man. It's fun to. It's fun to mix up weather. That's why one thing I've always appreciated about living in a state like this is you get all the seasons, almost all the time. It's not going to snow in the summer, but uh, uh, depending on what altitude you're at. But basically, you know, living down in uh, in Florida, you do get seasons. But I enjoy it. Does I thought about this before we go real quick? Verse living. Let's say you live in uh, L.A. or you live in Fort Lauderdale or you live in Denver. Even just a wardrobe is like three or four times as much, right? Like just be, be, just being able to have what you need for the seasons. 
You know, I mean, I could get along with a pair of flip-flop shorts and a t-shirt, 365. I got to add a hoodie. Sorry, I forgot my hoodie. I got to add my hoodie in there over in L.A. So, anyway, one difference. <laughs> you be li- homeless, yeah. What's that? If you want to look like a homeless person, sure. Dude, they make some nice hookie- hoodies, dude. <laughs> Zach Zuckerberg, Facebook, he, I thought he had a hoodie. I thought it was him that had a tie on it and stuff. Anyway, we're getting random. I'll let you roll. We got to roll. I'm starting to get off the, off the, off the chain. Yeah, man. All right. Slow your roll, Scotty. DGC, hang out this week in cannabis uh, coming up, and we will uh, talk to you then. Take her easy, dude. Peace out. Thank you.